I'm Sinead O'Moore and you're listening to Every Mum the Podcast. Every Mum the Podcast was created for one reason, to get honest about parenthood, about the realities, the joys, the surprises and the fears, the moments that form us and the ones we don't hear people talk enough about. Which is why we are so proud to partner with Water Wipes as our sponsor for this season as they share this mission with us and are such an essential brand for every mum. As creators of the world's purest baby wipes containing just two ingredients, 99.9% water and just a drop of fruit extract, water wipes are purer than cotton wool and water and also the proud winners of three National Parenting Product Awards 2020, including Best Baby Wipes. During the early days as a parent, everything is uncertain, but choosing the right wipes shouldn't be a worry. With no artificial fragrance, soap, silicones or colours, water wipes are suitable for sensitive newborn and even premature skin. Together, we are committed to providing more reassurance for parents with trusted products and this podcast, helping us to all take those important steps towards greater confidence while building a community of support for every mum. Five children in five years. This week's guest, Sarah Battle, understands that the key to a happy home is a happy mum. Sarah's stunning House by the White Thorns is her passion project and has grown many admirers for its style and comfort. But when Sarah lost her sister, Kate, the grief and deep sadness helped Sarah realise that really her home is built on her own well-being. Here we talk about how Sarah recognised that she needed support and began a really positive road back to herself and how she knows that her little people need her so it's essential she takes care of herself. When she is happy and well, her home is happy and well. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me on Every Mum, the podcast. It's it's such a pleasure to see you this morning. Um, I really, with all of these conversations, I'm so disappointed. I genuinely am. I'm so disappointed that I can't see people in person and sit down and have a proper you know a cup of coffee in front of us and a chat Mm. but also this has afforded us you know you probably would we wouldn't have been able to get into a recording studio with your busy schedule so yeah or bring five with me or bring five with you (laughs) so there Um, are small mercies in all of this and I'm so happy to have you on this morning how are you doing I'm good yeah good and excited to be honest, because I know we had touched base probably before you had Juliet. And then between everything, I just got really busy and it was still always in my head. So I'm glad that I connected with you that night. I think it was yeah. like midnight or something. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, let's do it. Let's just book the date. So um, yeah, it's great. The joy of sleeplessness and night mm. beads. But like the, for me, it was like, sitting, I think I was reading a cookbook or planning my next recipe or <laughs> Something random at 12 o'clock. I just need a bit of me time. I I find that I can't go to bed. Like I could go to bed when they go to bed, but I just can't because I need that downtime and just to do something that is for me and for nobody else. Uh, So that's why I wait up so late. No, I completely understand that. It's, 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 it must be so intense with five. Like Mm. how do you carve out any space for you? Um, at the moment, I, I think COVID has probably worked in my favour or our favour, maybe Barry and I, because Barry works from home now. Um, he's really busy as well. But 
in the sense that we're not, I don't feel like I need to leave the house. So I do enjoy, like I can, I can step away for 15 minutes or I could walk down the drive for 15 mm. minutes. Um, I don't feel the pressure that I have to go somewhere or be anywhere. I just, I'm at home so I can escape for the 15 minutes if I want to. But it is pretty intense from two o'clock until seven. It's really, really busy. Really busy. Do you find, like, try and be in that moment? Don't, don't try and do anything else during those hours, but mother. More, yeah, like the, the morning time. So nine to 12 is probably if I, I have a lot of work coming up on social media here for, for Christmas. So between nine and 12 is the really busy time. And then from two on, I try to be in the kitchen and more present. Um, so that's why I've helped in the morning because I don't really want to be on my phone. Yeah. Obviously I can't be anyway. So when I'm creating content, it's, you know, I have to be that person creating the content. And then from two on, I'm the other person, the mom, you know? And I think that's important for people to hear because the thing about Instagram is people assume you're just documenting your life, but it's not, it is work. It is a job. Mm. You know, you have commitments, you know, you have yeah. to structure your week as though this, this is, this is a job to do. Yeah. And I, and I really enjoy it because I love being creative and I do give 100% to all of that. Um, so when I did start the page, it'll be two years in December when I set up the page I, we had moved into the house in the September and I just love interiors and being creative and paint. Like everyone's like, why are you painting your house again? I was like, cause I just love doing that kind of stuff and changing things around or faffing around a room. And then it's moved on because I'm a home economics teacher. Um, so I love cooking, baking, sewing and that kind of stuff. So I suppose my page evolved a little bit, maybe this year. Um, I started bringing in more of the lifestyle and it has really worked for me and I love that kind of stuff. But it'd be impossible to not bring in the lifestyle because your lifestyle, <laughs> you know, it, it had a bit of drama and, and change in the last few yeah. with the yeah. arrival of your twin boys. So you went from, and you had the three, Isabella, Alexander and Matilda in really, you know, quick succession mm -hmm. as well. How old are they? So I, when I brought home Matilda, Isabella was just, I think she was two years and seven months. And then I had Alexander, who was 13, 13 months. I lose, I completely lose track of years, dates. <laughs> so yes, we just, Matilda was a January baby. So we just, so I had Isabella 2015, Alexander 2016. And we just missed 2017 with Matilda. She was January, so 2018. But I found that really difficult going from two to three. Number one, it was January. Um... Number two, I had three babies in nappies. Mm. Um, I actually remember one morning and I, <laughs> I remember crying so much because I think I had 20 nappies in a pile outside the door because like you're not going to, you just throw, I just threw yeah. them outside the back door. And I couldn't, I was like, this is just, like that was in one hour, I think, like between everything. And then I was breastfeeding Matilda as well. Alexander hadn't started walking. He didn't walk till he was 18 months. So he wasn't even walking when Matilda was born. Um, so it was crazy. You've had five since 2015. Yes. So five in five years. <laughs> yeah. Five. Yeah. Babies in so five Isabella, years. yeah, Isabella turned five there in, in May. 
I just, that's a lot of pregnancy. <laughs> I feel like I've been either pregnant or I've been in the hospital having a baby or breastfeeding for like obviously the last five but years. I'm sure if you did, if you added it up, that, yeah. you know, there's, been a, there's been very few months where your body hasn't been yeah. growing or supporting the growth. I know, of, I know. People. Yeah, but, it's, so it is amazing. Yeah. What are you doing? For, like, how do you sustain that? Uh, so we were living in Galway uh, for Isabella and Alexander. Um, and then we, we made the decision to move home when my, my sister passed away in 2015. So Isabella was about six months when it happened. And then I had Alexander very soon afterwards uh, in Galway. And then we said we'll move home and we built it home and then I was pregnant with Matilda. Um, so it was the head thing, but also I wanted, when something happens, I think you just nearly want to be close to your family unit, if that makes sense. Yeah. When something major happens in your life and you're like, okay, I just, I just need that. I need that blanket, um, security blanket. So we made the decision to come home and then my mother is great and I had like college girls throughout like they'd be in leaving search or in college and they for the summer and they come in and you know they're just I just ask for help and if if people can do it they can do it um are you good at asking for help I think so yeah like yeah. definitely you know it's easier to ask your own family of course um and I'd be like Barry ask you know and Barry's sister is is fantastic uh, so like, you know, Karen might take them for, she'll take them down to the beach. She lives in Enniscrone or whatever, and she'll take them off for the day. Or um, my sister's partner, um, he will take Isabella because Ellen is two years older than her. And they're really good friends. They're really yeah. close. So there's, you know, there's, people just take, take individuals and they, and they take them off for the day or they do something. So yeah. you don't yeah. drop all five. <laughs> no so we're, we're like when are we going to plan our getaway <laughs> how do we divide them up um yeah I don't know Tell <laughs> you me, so much to come in. siblings are such a gift and having yeah. you know knowing that the five of them have each other as you said you have experienced loss of your sister mm -hmm. and it was part of the reason that you wanted to reconnect and move home and 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 build that connection back up again tell me about her uh, so Kate was a nurse in Dublin. Um, she had Ellen. Uh, she was actually she just finished her master's in DCU, and her partner was doing his degree in DCU as well at the time. Um, but she was uh, working as a nurse, just obviously furthering her her studies. Um, so she had Ellen. They were, I think, they were planning to go travelling. So Ellen was unexpected, um, and. I got married in the October and in the January, I remember we were really excited because Kate was, she'd finished her, her shifts and she was supposed to be coming down with Ellen to Mayo uh, for the weekend and all of that. And we were all excited. And she rang me and said, I'm in whatever hospital and I, they found a lesion on my brain. I was like, what? I just, you know, I actually remember where I was. Um, oh in the car and I was like oh my god um I didn't know what it meant but I do remember Sinead googling and 
the worst thing came up. And I remember saying to Barry, like, look at this, like, um, GBM it's called. Mm. And he was like, oh, there's no way. Like, that's the worst thing. Like, look, it happens to old men. It, it turned out that that was it. So that was in the January. And then 18 months later, she passed away. We spoke to Alana um, mm-hmm. and shared her and I, I still, I, to the, I will never, ever, ever forget that conversation that I had with her. Um, I've never been so arrested by somebody's mm-hmm. positivity yeah. and strength and courage and bravery and all of those things. I love Alana. Like, uh, she's, she's, um, and she's doing so, so well. Yeah. Um, I can see it. Like, she, she really is doing so, so well. But um, I, I just can't believe that it is actually happening to such a young girl with three beautiful kids. And she's just like, I don't know what to say. And I always said this with Kate, I would, I would be so angry because um, to give her a pair of fresh pajamas from Penny's was like the only thing that I could do. Like, and I was like, oh my God, that, that's it's just wrong, you know, it's just so wrong. And she had a little girl, obviously Ellen at the time. And just to watch that, like it's, it's cruel, it's cruel. With the pregnancies, with caring for, you know, the little family that you had. Yeah. It's, and I've seen it in my, in my, in, from personal friends as well, having to, sometimes the challenges of those early motherhood years fill the plate. Yeah, they're they're enough to fill the plate, and yes, yeah. even when something small happens, you you bowl, you know, it, it, you can crumble over not finding your keys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yes, you yes. can crumble over twenty nappies in an hour. Yeah, you can crumble um, over the smallest, most irrelevant things that don't matter. Mm-hmm. The loss of your sister, and and the loss of your sister who has such a young child too. Like that, yeah. that's a lot of pain to take on. Yeah, it, it, like I think it came to the fore for me when, as I said, I've, I've said it on, on social media, when Matilda was born, um, I think just everything just exploded. Um, and thank God for my mother, who the, people could see the signs. It was crying all the time. I didn't want to get out of bed. Like I was obviously I was feeding Matilda and that was fine. Like I, I loved doing that, but I wasn't present um, for the other kids. Like I was, I was having irrational thoughts, like that there was things wrong. That's, I think I was like, there's something's going to go wrong. Um, and yeah, the crying and just not being able to see a way out of this. And even um, like I did have one panic attack um, and I am, a teacher like so I would have seen it um and I I, I had been in a, a managerial role before you know before I had any kids um so I would have seen different things um and I just you just never think that things like that can happen to you um uh, but it just gets really dark really quickly and like you just can't see a way out and then like I did I suppose other people saw it and then I was like okay I need to get help so went to my GP um, and then I went to a psychotherapist and the first session with the psychotherapist was actually really interesting because well number one I cried for, for the whole thing um, 
but she was taking notes. So she was asking me questions and she was taking notes. Um, so the second time I went back, she's like, I'm not trying to catch you out. But what you told me in the first session makes no sense. So my t- the t- she was putting together a timeline. Hmm. So I had the years that the kids were born with Kate's death all mixed up. Like nothing made sense. Hmm. So in my head, she said it was like everything had happened so quickly and so fast that I just never processed anything. Hmm. Um, I was really like probably just bundled up. Um, and had never dealt with anything as such. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Just it makes completely sense. makes sense. And I think like that's yeah. between the hormones and the brain fog and the adjustment at each phase, honestly, it's an, without the grief, without the loss, the, the, that's enough to, mm. to make you feel, to make the strongest of women feel like they are, it's just a whirlwind of, of life change and Mm -hmm. what you said about you you know you were afraid because you had seen you had seen what could happen you had seen the worst case scenario Mm -hmm. I think that I think that was it um I do I do remember saying to Barry look at this this GBM and he's like there is no way that is going to happen to Kate this is before her brain surgeries or anything uh, before the biopsy was done or anything like that and I was like, okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, you're right. Like, you're just being silly. Um, and then it did happen. So in my head, I was like, anything can happen. Like, and I had really irrational, I was having really irrational thoughts and I was nearly making things, like making things wrong that weren't there. There's everything, Sinead. Like, you know, it's like, I think the other baby was doing that at this age or, you know, like there's... <laughs> it's constant rather than but now I just feel like okay they just have to get on like I have to get on with things and you know obviously you always do comparisons and you worry about everything but now I'm like I have to for my own self just Mm -hmm. try and keep going at some you know can you describe the panic attack because I, I wonder do people know what it is um so when I suppose when everything kind of was coming was happening moments like go into town and have a coffee for yourself we were renting um in Innescrone which is a lovely beachside um town uh, in County Sligo and I drove into Ballina and I drove in and turned the car around because I actually couldn't now, maybe this this is my what I would have called a panic attack. I couldn't breathe, and I felt everything in my body was closing in, like my chest um, and everything. And I was I just drove straight back down to Enniscrone, and I took Matilda, and that's what I called a panic attack. And I had a really horrible experience of the whole th- like that time driving back from town. Just did a loop, like I didn't even go for a coffee, obviously, <laughs> but um, it was just. Yeah, that tightness and that not being able to breathe for me. And how has counselling helped? Or even were you, the process of of deciding that that was time, that you needed that kind of professional help, how how did you find that experience and the benefits that you got from that experience? Um, So it definitely, it went back to things that I would never connect with what I thought was 
the what's it I'm say the issue or the, what was going on with me um like it went back to things like how was my mom with you know with us and just different things that you would never think connect to what you're feeling at the at the, at the moment that was the biggest eye opener for me because it made connections that you know that I am very probably very similar to my mom um like as as a mother and it's lovely because she's a great mother um you know it's just different connections and just different things like that so it made sense of the fuzz and the yeah and it unraveled that's the only thing I could just uh if you pictured a ball a tangled ball of wool like it just stretched it all out and made things more clear and probably gave me a reason to feel like I was feeling bad for feeling that way um but it, it, you know it was justified like it was justified why why I was like that or I'll say like that or feeling so down or feeling so depressed at that time and could you feel yourself therefore becoming more present and more calm and mm -hmm. less in your thoughts and less in the chaos, I suppose, of what was going on in your mind. Yeah, I, I don't actually remember the coming out of it or the turning point. I can't actually remember, remember that at all. But um, it was definitely after the counselling. Like people need you, little people need you. And you're really important, not like a cop on sounds a bit about it, but it was like, you, you're a really important person in this house and little people need you and you know, like everyone is here to support you and help you. And they were like, so it was in that sense. I, I just can't remember when I actually turned a corner and, and um, started to feel like that I was okay as that's, such. That's really good because it's not just a switch. Yeah, yeah. We aren't just switches. We're not just, oh, I'm experiencing a challenge with my emotional or mental health right now. Oh, mm. no, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't uh, work like that. No, it's a process. It's definitely a process. Um, and that's why I would say it was really important to get help. Um, and for, I did, don't think I recognized it at the beginning, but others did. So they helped me, I suppose, get help. That's one of the things that scares me most about 2020 and now, mm -hmm. and the lack of postpartum interaction that women will have with their mothers, with their sisters, with their friends, yeah. with new women in a Pilates yeah. class, because it is those people that spot it. I think so. Yeah. And it's those people who are sometimes like as, as, as incredible as the partners are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's sometimes. Or your, or your sister or. Yeah. Are you in a breastfeeding support group or. Um, yeah, like, or a baby sensory or, you know, a class like that. Like, it, there's just, you, you just don't know who, who you will meet at the right time who will make you think, okay, yeah. You know, I, I always think things are meant to work out or you meet the right person at the right time and something they say or something they do connects with you. Um, so, yeah, I think with COVID, a lot of people are missing that connection and being at home, like if you are at home and you're feeling down and you've nobody nowhere to go and you're not living near family then it, it is quite difficult when you found out that you were pregnant again for your fourth time mm -hmm. did you have some fears around would these feelings come back yes um i did say that and in my head i was like okay 
because I knew, I know that it could just creep up on you. That was my main worry that would I know it was happening or would it just happen? And then I have to, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to get help. And, but so I was more aware and I know that others were, even though they weren't yeah. saying it, I know that it was a lot of thought put into when the babies will come home, like, you know, people will be around from this time to this time. And, um, like I definitely had one day of crying, um, when I had Blaze and Theo at home. And I think my mother was like, okay, she, I think she was crying as well. Okay. Okay. What, you know, like, you know, but I, it was, it was just normal baby blues, <laughs> you know, like or something, what it was over. Um, but yeah, it, it hasn't um, happened. You know, I feel, I feel in a good space and I feel that I can, if it, like, I, I feel that I'd be a bit more in control. It's a level of acceptance and like mm -hmm. recognition. And I think once something is seen, it's a lot easier to control it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, than something that is kind of unknown and, and creeping up on you. Mm -hmm. Um but t tell me about the day that you did find out that it was twins, but that it wasn't just number four in there. <laughs> yeah. So we went for a private, I, I knew I was pregnant straight away because um, I just know. And I was really, really tired this time, really tired. Mm. And went for a private scan at was 10 or 11 weeks. Um, and it came up straight away, the two sacks. So straight away, and I just put my hands on my eyes and Barry was like pacing around the room going, oh, oh my God, no way, no way. And the stenographer, she was just laughing um, because we had done the private scans with the other three as well. But my mother is a twin, a non-identical twin. And when, I don't know, you might've seen this on my, on my page that years back when, when Kate was ill, we went to Eddie Stones, who was a healer outside Galway. And I was just sitting there, it was like a private kind of session. So it was just dad, Kate and myself. And I was kind of sitting in the background. And when we were leaving, he just tapped me on the shoulder and he said, twins for you. Now I had no babies at this time whatsoever. And I was like, oh my God, that's so weird. Because I, I really had no, I was just sitting there to be a support. Like I wasn't, you know, talking to him or anything like that. Um, so when I had Isabella, I was like, we're, you know, the, the scan was single. Then I had Alexander, the scan was single. Then Matilda. So I actually have forgotten about what he said until, the, obviously, the fourth pregnancy. Um, and then I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Two of my friends actually had twins. So they were great help and um, gave me the twinsy pillow and different things like that. And just so like... I think if I had the twins first, I would have found that a huge, like if they were my first babies. Yeah. Um, but this time I think they just slotted in and it's, it, it actually gets easier from three, three to five. Sinead, believe it or not, it really does. Like it's, I couldn't imagine them not being here. Um, if that makes sense. I couldn't mm -hmm. even imagine just having a fourth baby. I, they have just slotted in so nicely and they're just they're they're absolute jolts like they're just and I couldn't like it's so funny because mom always thought it was, there were going to be two girls because she, she's obviously a twin and her her sister is Mary and she was like it's going to be two girls like Mary and I and I said I don't think so I thought it was one of each and then she when there's two boys I couldn't imagine it being two girls 
I'm just like, they're just absolute snugglers and they're just, I don't know what it is. When you found out that there was going to be two more and Mm -hmm. you didn't need any more stuff because you have all the stuff. Yeah. And as somebody who's just had her second, I see that I, I, we have everything. And with all the the kind wishes, everybody's like, what can we get you? We're like, no Mm. more stuff, please. Yeah. Yeah. Our house is full of stuff. Yeah. Looking at your account. Where, <laughs> where is the stuff? Please, please. Um, I, I expect I'm like, she has, she has a, a wing of the house that, <laughs> that nobody can go to that is no. just full of clutter. And, yeah. and I'm like, I'm looking around going, I don't see anyone's coat on the floor <laughs> or shoe or Peppa Pig toy. I, if, I could, uh, if I could describe my home right now, it is a scene of just pure chaos. No, it, like, okay, we're, we're looking, I suppose the kitchen, the playroom is off the kitchen and the playroom is absolutely, like, I, <laughs> it's upside down and there's every single thing you find in there. Usually, yeah, there's, yeah, they come in, they throw their coats on the floor, their shoes, a trail of shoes. But as Barry said, I am probably the most untidy person and I think this shocks a lot of people. What? Yes, I'm extremely untidy. Um, so he nearly has to pick up after me. Like, so I'd be like, look at all the kids' shoes. And he's like, and look at your two pairs of shoes as well <laughs> on the floor, throw it in with them. Um, and then, so we're yeah, lucky to have the playroom off that. And then I have the utility, the coats are, are normally out there. But no, it is like, and I, everyone always says that about Instagram. Like, I'm not going to put, like, if, if I'm putting up house pictures, I will always make yeah. sure it's a nice corner or square square I will highlight um and there's usually a chaos behind me I I still struggle to believe it I I, 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 and I struggle to believe that you find yourself an untidy person oh I'm extreme like I I think I will one day shock people and I'm going to show them my car <laughs> is your car like your 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 secret crush of my car is like there's an episode of Friends. I always bring it back to that episode where Monica's closet. Out with that, oh no! no. Yeah. yeah, Ross is going out with that girl. Do you remember? With and, the rats. Um, yes. Like, and I was like, oh god, is that my car? Like, I, I possibly there are rabbits living in my car. <laughs> but besides that, like, yeah, I'm, I'm like I am proud of our home and what we've done and the ideas we've brought to it. And I love like styling different rooms or creating a nice space like even Isabella's room like I just love making her room the way you know like it's probably the way I want it but she like she loves it too and like everything really has a story like I like there's lots of stuff that I have there like I have a gorgeous patchwork blanket from my aunt like there's different things and it's from me growing up and knowing okay this was just so lovely to have yeah or like just like lots of things are old and or even like buying a, a te- like a, one of those Maylake bunnies um, that probably cost a bomb, but I just, like I embroidered Matilda's name into it. But like, I'm like, she'd definitely have this. Hopefully, if she ever has her, you know, gets married and has a baby or, you know, something like that. I just, I love those kind of things. It does look quite idyllic. Like the, the thought <laughs> that you put into each detail um, especially when it comes to the kids' rooms, you know, mm. they're, they're like little, you know, enchanted <laughs> bedrooms. Yeah, no, I loved, I loved doing Beautiful. that. Yeah, I loved it. And even doing the nursery, um, I just, just love all that. 
So for anyone expecting twins, if anyone who's just found out the twins are coming, what I'm hearing is, you know, it's, it's, it's been a bit, it's been seamless for you. It's, they've slotted in, they've joined this family, you know, your headspace was really good. You had the support around you. You were anticipating what you needed. Those around you were making plans for what mm-hmm. you needed. Um, and I think with any birth and any new arrival and any life transition, that is what is critical. Like the people around you and that you are, are just open to the, to the feeling that life is about to change. Life is about to get harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, we're opening ourselves up to also enormous levels of joy. Yeah. Um, so for anyone expecting twins or actually, do you know, I think if you're, if you're going to be a first time mom, um, and I don't know if you found this as well, it's, I remember coming home with Isabella and because I, I came home a couple of hours later, I lived in the city. So I had the midwife to the house. Um, but I remember walking in like possibly eight or nine hours after having her into the house and I was like, oh my God, how am I going to mind this human myself? Like, how, what, am I, what do I do? Like, I just, and even coming in, I remember driving up the driveway with the twins. And my sister and um, Matilda were sitting on the path and they're all waving and, and I was like, and it was that feeling again of walking into the house going, yeah. how am I going to get through this? Or what, you know, how, how is it going to pan out? <laughs> um, I definitely think probably the brighter, brighter weather helped, but um, I don't know, like I just, all you can do is your best. Um, and if you have help, you have help. And like some people might need help, um, but certainly with five, yes, I needed the help in the, in the beginning. I started, so I, I, um, I, ru- I run the department that looks after yeah. the parenting content for Zara. So one of the products is every mom we've a few, like we had easy okay. parenting magazine was one right. of the titles. Yes. And, I used to buy that actually. Yeah. And the ultimate yeah. maternity guide, which is given out in all the hospitals. Um, mm-hmm. So all the packs that are in, we, we've, we, we create content for 17 of the 20 maternity hospitals. Um, okay. So there's a lot of other things other than every mom. Um, and the national parenting product awards is a big thing that we also do every year. So, okay. So I ran the department for that and I felt every mum as a media product in the, in the landscape of parenting and conversations and rea- reality and sharing all of these things. Because yeah. we used to be EU mum and then we... I yes. Managed, uh, yeah. yeah. So I did the rebrand for that into every mum. And then I was like, right, just because of my role, I said, we need a podcast. Like as a media product, we need a podcast. It was getting delayed. Nobody was kind of actioning it internally. And, you know, it was always that thing of like, we need to do that. And it wasn't happening. And then I have a good relationship with Laura Ward, who was the marketing director in Mothercare. And I pitched it to her one day and she was like, brilliant, we'll sponsor it. So I went back to the board and I was like, we have a sponsor. You know, it's going to have to happen now because there's revenue potential coming in so can I have the time and the resources please to get this off the Mm -hmm. ground and they were like there's revenue yes do whatever you need (laughs) Um, yeah and then nobody internally would do it yeah okay (laughs) not that they wouldn't do (laughs) it but nobody wanted to host it nobody wanted to you know and we looked at um outsourcing it and getting you know a professional (laughs) to do it yeah um, but then there was a bit of fear that it would become that personalities show 
and not mm-hmm. the brand's show. You know, like yeah. if, if we were to take in somebody who has a, a, a media personality, it would just become, kind yeah. of, I don't know, yeah. the Glenda Gills them, the About show. them, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was decided it had to be internal and la, la, la. And yeah, it was just the time was, the clock was ticking and the, the sponsorship agreement had to happen. And I was like, right, I'll do the first one. I'll do the first one. If it's absolutely shocking, I'm out, I'm done. You know, it's not my gig. I run the, I, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I manage everything in here. I'm not the content creator of this. Okay. Um, and then it went to number one and yeah, brilliant. Doing it. <laughs> yeah, but the, you're great. You're great, Sinead. Uh, I, I'm not, I don't know what I'm like. I'm just having the chats as far as I'm yeah, concerned. And that's, yeah. And that's great. You know, um, yeah. it's no more, it's no more than that. And I'm learning along the way, but, um, yeah, it's, I love doing it. And that's the thing when maternity leave was coming up and they were like, so who are you going to pass it to? And I was like, no one. <laughs> Sorry, what? Yeah. Pass what to? Yeah. Um, I thought I'd, I'd like, there'll come a point where I'll be able to pass the baby to somebody. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. My God, it's lonely enough in lockdown without, mm-hmm. I love that I get yeah. to just tip, tap away at Josh, this. Yeah. 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 It's lovely, and now yeah, I'll do lovely. the editing, and I'll do the promotion for oh. it, and all that. It's like that's that's a really nice thing to structure my week with. So I was like, no, yeah. I'm not handing it to anybody. And <laughs> Good on you. Yeah, and then water wipes signed on after obviously mother care had to close, and um, they wanted to keep me on it. So anyway, I was delighted to. But I've it's funny. I've had so many messages from people being like, um, "Are you not on maternity leave? Are they making you do?" I was like. <laughs> I'm grand so, like, yeah, yeah. Fine. were you the yeah. same I know you kind of started to to get back I, to some of your project work pretty quickly with the twins I I straight away I think I was yeah and like that people were like I was I just didn't I didn't I was at home I was working from home so I was fine and I it was flexible so I could do it when when I needed to do or when I had to do it yeah um and I liked doing it I think yeah. I think if you really like doing something like that you you will throw yourself into it as well and and make it work yeah and what you're creating is gorgeous honestly it's and you can tell <laughs> but you can tell there's so much time I think people don't appreciate yeah. the level of time that goes into this. oh it my might, gosh it might not feel like so work much time. but it's time yeah it's 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 time and, and the editing part is probably yeah. the hardest and um, I think you have a certain standard you you set yourself well I have set myself I feel um and I want to make sure it's right um four brands that I'm working with and yeah. and that it's true to me I suppose as well yeah. how does uh, my person I'm not going to put this in the episode but how does Barry yeah. feel about the sharing of the family stuff and him um, he's, he's present. yeah yeah he's fine he's fine yeah. with it um yeah yeah he, he, yeah he doesn't he doesn't mind at all yeah um I suppose I'm a bit more conscious of Isabella and putting her because she's in school now so I can be clever clever around different things like yeah. that um I got a bit of a fright with the Tesco I did the uniform thing yeah. and I, I I got a fright because somebody said it's on their Facebook page and it had millions of followers on the Tesco Facebook uh, page yeah. yeah and I never connected that it would be on that yeah okay. um so I got I felt did I put her in a vulnerable position like and Barry's like no like you're, you're yeah. not, you know you're not dressing your child scantily or it, yeah. you know it's not it's not tacky but I just still I was like okay I'll, I can be a bit more clever with my yeah photos you know and stuff like that um, I think the, I think the thing about the uniforms if they're identifiable 
there's another mm. level of <clears throat> oh they could find yeah. the school or you know I think yeah but now, this was just navy yeah. yeah yeah but even just her face was there like I just was like you know I uh, had a little bit of a yeah. think about it um but I yeah I can be a bit more clever yeah with, no that's the, with the things and that's the thing like uh, <clears throat> family children will age and therefore the content needs to you know, it, not that you're, and I'm not talking specifically about your content, but you know what I mean? It's, it's more like as kids grow up and yeah, they're not cute, gorgeous little babies no, anymore. No, 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 no. Yeah. And <laughs> they don't them, want to be in pictures. No, I, I think it's <laughs> remarkable that any parent can get a decent photo yeah. of their child. Oh, like, there's very few you'll find that we have all together. Um, like or just like I you know I, and I don't want to be that person going get into this picture to show off this whatever um, yeah you know yeah 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 so yeah. if I can do little little night like nice little videos of them running around or doing whatever um yeah that would work just yeah. as well yeah but the stuff that's like the jam donuts just delicious yeah but <laughs> yeah, even no, the, the Halloween one that you did as well like it's obviously there's family in it but it's mm. there was so much yeah. creativity as well in it yeah, no, I loved, I loved doing that. Um, yeah. And often those little videos actually come together just by accident. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's, that's good. Um, because really, like, I think I shock people as well. Like I'm untidy, but also a bit of a technophobe. So yeah. like technology actually scares me. Uh, but somehow it's like I'm winging, like it, it just works out. And then I'm like, Jesus, how did I do that? I have no idea. But you, are you um, self-taught then in terms of all the editing? Yeah, like, that? yeah, I just did all that myself. Yeah. I, um, I still don't, like, do you have extra hours that we don't know about in your, oh in your God, day? It's, it's, the, it's the staying up late. Like, there is definitely 2 a.m. 2 a.m. editing, like, in that. So, but not, not too often. Yeah. But then <laughs> functioning the next day is important too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, look, I let you get back to your busy world. I'll just wrap. I'll pick up where we left off, uh, where you were talking just about um, having support, or you know, for when you're coming home with a child and wondering how you're going to do it, um, and you were just kind of saying, but you find a way. Yeah, I think you do, um, and like you have that instinct, anyways. I think it just comes out. I don't think Barry had ever fed a baby or anything. Um, and then it just just happens and it's natural and it just yeah I think you you do just find a way but really yeah I think you get the flow of you trust yourself and you just get into your own flow and I think that's the best Sarah thank you so much and I'll let you get back to the flow <laughs> <laughs> the flow with five um I, I'm, I'm still learning how to just do it with two so I, I think it's all re- relevant relative or relevant relative to everyone i commend you on just how you've adapted how you have recognized what you need as a woman Mm -hmm. you know how you've recognized that you're not superhuman and we all have moments and things that happen in our life that will affect us and what we can do in order to be so because you said as you said we are so important to these little people Mm -hmm. how how we support ourselves is so important for the, for, for, to support and raise these little people. Um, And I just, I'm, I'm really grateful that you were able to share your experience of when something in life happens 
um, that the most important thing to do is to look after you. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you for um, having me on. I'm, de- I'm delighted, actually, we connected that night, I suppose, after I, Alana had been on. Um, I, yeah, it d- d- things do happen in strange ways, don't they? Things definitely um, happen in strange ways. No, it's been yeah. an absolute pleasure. And I really hope at some point when this all ends, we, we can we have get a proper to chat. Up. Yeah, we yeah. can have a proper chat. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, it really helps our show to grow if you subscribe, rate or leave a review. Share this episode across social and get in touch with this week's guest, Sarah Battle at House by the Whitethorns on Instagram. Talk to you again next week for our last episode of this season. This series is kindly supported by Water Wipes. Water Wipes are an essential for every mum from that first snappy change to during those messy weaning months. As creators of the world's purest baby wipes, water wipes are purer than cotton wool and water and are proud sponsors of Every Mum the Podcast. <laughs>